Hi there, I'm Emily Knight and you're tuning into The Animator's Blueprint. As a student at Animation Mentor and an inspiring animator, I'm excited to share this platform with you where we meet the heroes of animation from DreamWorks, Pixar, and beyond. Each episode is a new adventure filled with career-changing advice, creative inspiration, and the inside scoop from the world's top animation studios. Whether you're just beginning your journey or mastering your craft, this podcast is your gateway to the animation industry. Let's embark on this creative expedition together. Welcome, Robin Powell. This is our first interview for Animation Mentors podcast series. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our goal is to interview animators and get a peek into the world of animation through their stories. So again, thank you so much. Robin Powell is actually my mentor for Animation Basics 1, and I am very grateful. I've learned more than I could have ever hoped for. So Robin, thank you so much. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for the invite. This is really exciting. I love to be able to meet with students, but especially because you're in my class and I love having you in my class. Like just the energy and the enthusiasm you're bringing to it is awesome. So I knew doing this interview would just be a lot of fun. So awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. And obviously I love being in your class. Um, so just to start off, Robin, where are you from? Originally, I'm from Canada, so born and raised in Canada. Um, the last 10 years that I was, well, I'm born and raised pretty much in, in Calgary, Alberta, but the last 10 years I was in Canada was in Vancouver. So I worked in the 2D industry in uh, Vancouver, but then I met my husband at the time. Well, when we got married, he's American, so we came down into the States. So I have been down in the States now for um, oh, just over 20 years. Oh, so wow. working in, yeah, then I, I was learning the 3D program, um, like learning Maya and then making my way into the 3D animation world. So eventually got the blue sky and then moved over to DreamWorks. So. Oh, that's so cool. And what age did you start animation? Um, I started animating when I finished school, I was 23, if I'm correct. Yeah. And so. that's how old I am now. Yep. <laughs> I started awesome. animating. Oh, we were the same age when we both started animating. So that's really cool. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, how long have you been with Animation Mentor? Um, I think it's been about 10 years now. So okay. yeah, I took a little break when I was moving down from um, San Francisco area down to Glendale, but um, pretty much consistently. So other than that little break. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was going down on Animation Mentor and I saw it went all the way down to almost like 2011. And I was like, oh, Robin has been a mentor here for a really long time. <laughs> That's so cool. And you've always been with DreamWorks since you've been with Animation Mentor? Yes. Yeah. I actually found out about Animation Mentor um, for, through a friend of mine that I was working with. He was a mentor and he said, um, you know, you should check them out. And if you're interested in doing mentoring and he was telling me how how much fun it is, like just connecting with students. And that's what really appealed to me was, yeah. um, you know, you're in the industry and, and, you know, you're with all your colleagues and um, and there's a certain, you know, appeal and fun about that, but there's something that is really unique about being with students who are learning. It's just that enthusiasm, that energy, and everything's new, um, as well as the excitement I get from um, being able to explain and help somebody through a problem that I wish I had somebody talk me through when I was learning. So if I can do that and watching the look on somebody's face when it clicks and it starts to make sense is like the best feeling in the world. Like when I see those little notes in the assignment uploads and they say, oh, this, you know, how to break through. And I'm just like, so it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and you're good at it. I love having you as a mentor. You're just so great at giving advice and just making, making our worries go away. Like it's okay. I was in your spot. Exactly. I know exactly what you're feeling. Please don't. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I love it. Um, so 
Robin, what style of animation is your favorite? 2D, 3D, stop motion? Oh, okay. Good, good question. <laughs> um, okay, to, to do it, to do animation, I mean, I, I love 2D. There's something of the, the appeal of 2D and the tactile kind of hands-on thing with 2D that I love. I love doing it. 3D, I love having undo. I mean, that's awesome. And as well as in 3D, you get to control your shot from beginning, middle, and end. Whereas wow. 2D, usually you have to hand it off to other departments, so you don't get to see it until it's finally finished, and you can't fix any mistakes you made. With 3D, you get, you know, uh, ownership right to the very end. As for, like, watching animation, I'm pretty much open to anything, but I do still kind of have a soft spot for um, 2D. My thing, though, is more just the story. Like, if... If it's a story, it doesn't matter how it's done, you know, just the storytelling of it's awesome. So. Oh, yeah. I would love to see, I want to see some of your 2D animation. I would love to see it. No, that will never be like me. So there's 12 animation principles. Out of all 12, which one do you think is most important? Or if you can't answer that one, can you uh, order them from one to three? The top three. Oh. Okay, yeah, that's funny because I'd be like hard pressed to rattle off. It's like naming the seven dwarfs. I know I'm missing one of them in there, but uh, honestly, I would I would probably say timing and spacing. I mean, it's the first one we learn because it's it's the foundation of everything you're ever going to animate. So if you don't have timing and spacing, you you know your squash and stretch isn't going to make sense. Your arcs, you won't be able to create nice arcs and all that sort of stuff. So timing and spacing, I think, is first and foremost, like really lock that down and then you can start incorporating those other things and it'll make more sense. But if you don't have that, you just, you can't learn the other ones and have them, you know, work out successfully. So, um, yeah, start with timing and spacing. Um, I love squash and stretch. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. The more you dial that in, you know, the more fun you can have. I mean, I've had some shots where, um, like working on a really cartoony show, like trolls or something like that. Um, I've had a couple shots. There was one even actually on, on Madagascar 3. And the director just said, you know, do whatever. It was so much fun because then you've got the room to do it. And especially on Trolls because they approached it like throw whatever at the wall and see what sticks. And I love that because you'd sit down and, and your creative juices get going and, yeah. and you just get to watch a bunch of stuff and just have a lot of fun with it. Um, and then seeing the reaction you get afterwards is such a payoff. So you do like tons of the squashy, stretchy stuff, but you make it read and appealing and the comedy of it, um, getting that kind of positive feedback is fantastic. So I would say it's probably squash and stretch will be my next one. Um, and then, um, probably, I know I'm, I'm thinking probably follow through only because follow through I find is a lot more technical and uh, can be very challenging and can be incredibly frustrating. But once it works and it clicks, um, you just see your animation like jump to the next level when you just get right. that just a little bit of follow through on things. So, yeah, I would say in, in that order, probably. Top yeah. three is number one, timing and spacing. Number two, squash and stretch. Number three, follow through. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are awesome. Yeah, definitely yeah. number one, though. That's definitely number one. That's the farthest as number one, yeah. most important. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything else is more of a distant second, because if you don't have timing and spacing, well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's the trouble, so. yeah exactly. Um, so in the world of animation, mm -hmm. what more would you like to see? What more do you want to have expressed? Oh, um, 
you know what for, for me it would be more original stories because it doesn't it's not to me it's not as important to have the technological advances or you know all the fancy shiny things that we can add on to they're really nice don't get me wrong but um it it's not enough to um compensate for a weaker story like if you have a really really great story you could have basic you know animation or tools or whatever but the appeal and the enjoyment that you're going to get from a good story and the longevity of it is going to be you know uncontested compared to something that is super shiny and all the latest tools and things because those two can get outdated pretty quickly so yeah i would love to see more original good stories good solid stories yeah original good stories me too yeah honestly the last one i don't even remember to be completely honest with you i would love more original stories as well in animation especially with what you can do with original stories oh i would love to uh, yeah i would love to see more of that yeah and it's the imagination too i it, you know breaking through on an idea that you're like wow i never even thought of that yeah. um but opens up all that curiosity to like what if you mm -hmm. know when you're presented with something that you never even considered before i love that so oh yeah no that's beautiful um, I was in class and you actually said a quote that I'd love to have you elaborate on and tell okay. what it means. So let me bring it up. Mm -hmm. Give me a moment. So a quote by Robin, she said, don't think being an animator means sitting behind a computer for 10,000 of hours. It's what you bring from your own personal experiences to make it more believable. You have to have had the same experience, please. Cause your elaboration in class was just beautiful. Please explain. Okay. <laughs> you know, spur of the moment, kind of ad-libbing something. Oh. I do not remember what I said. <laughs> but I, I do kind of remember. It was advice that I got years and years ago back when I was in 2D animation. I, and I was caught up with the whole, um, you know, the, the group of animators there. We were all new. So there was quite the, you know, sort of rat race mentality of you have to get as good as you can, as fast as you can. So everybody was just animating all the time and they were animating in their free time and they were taking all these projects everything revolved around animation and i realized i was getting burnt out and and the pressure the enormous pressure on my shoulders to be why aren't you taking extra classes why aren't you working on these side projects why aren't you doing this and doing that and you know just practicing and drawing all the time pencil in your hand constantly um but i i realized that i won't go into detail about my little meltdown that i had <laughs> but it was like a pivotal point point when i just broke down and i realized i do need downtime when i'm not animating um so that when i come into work i still love my job so it's it's like an investment in me and my enthusiasm for what it is that i do that if i burn myself out then i'm sort of dead in the water but the other aspect to it and it was advice that i got from uh one of the directors who's a phenomenally talented animator he had said to me it's just as important not to animate as it is to animate to be a good animator but he said not just turning your brain off but to spend that time observing and experiencing things so when you um go out in the world and you're just watching people walk like observe their walk cycles and things or when you're learning how to ride a bike like connect with how that feels and um what it feels like to you know even to be scared or to be cold or to be in a hurry or something it's those sorts of things that you bring that to your animation and it's going to make it more believable and connected to the audience rather than just formulas that you pluck out of the air and plug them together to create you know a movement instead it's going to be actual 
real life experiences that you're putting your character through and the audience is going to connect with that. So if you have a wider breadth of experience and um, experiences as well as emotions and all those sorts of things, you get to bring that to the table, which is always a lot of fun. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when I when I heard you explain it and say that, I just instantly started writing it down and <laughs> typing it. So I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. Because honestly, I never thought about it like that. Like, I always thought about, um, like, I always took it as math. Like, example, if we were animating a bike, I would take into not putting my own self in that experience, but like, okay, the functions of a bike and just like putting a math problem, you know, like an equation and like, okay, let's make it work like this equation. And it's like, no use your own experience and that's how you make it more believable then that's when my animations actually started to become more more believable because i stopped doing that yeah so i just because you know we we can plug in formulas and say okay well you you pedal like this and the mechanics work like but once you're scrubbing through and you make that connection to your animation and say well it it doesn't feel there's something missing but when you get when you develop your eye between what you're seeing and what you're feeling reacting to your animation um and then remembering what that feels like and being that character now in your shot that's learning how to ride a bike if you've never learned how to ride a bike you can't animate somebody learning how to ride a bike really inherently believable you might make it look okay but there's those extra flares that you're going to add because you know what that feels like to be wobbly and trying to you know catch your balance and things like that and how the wheels like do this thing you know (laughs) Uh, but once you once you have that experience and you are you know scrubbing through your animation you'll find those areas where you're like you know i remember how that felt to feel falling over and at that point of panic yeah so you make your character like oh crap like you're gonna fall over you know so that's where you're gonna make it more believable and more appealing so yes yeah i hope i summed that up what i said in like in the class (laughs) (laughs) oh you did you did i promise (laughs) um so as an animator, what still today is one of the biggest challenges you face, a consistent struggle? Oh, that's a good one. I would say confidence, to be honest. Um, it, that is still something that goes up and down. It depends on the, you know, whatever time of the month, time of the week, time of the day, you know, time of the hour. It can be any time in there where I can go through little spells of, I've forgotten how to animate and I know so many people that go through that you know I've got co-workers that's you know you walk up to me how's it going today and they're like oh I forgot how to animate today and you know exactly how that feels because yeah. nothing's working and you're sort of throwing things at it and like oh. but you know you just have to take a step back clear your head and then approach it from uh the perspective of just knowing having confidence and knowing that you know how to do it but then again kind of you're sort of muting all those things that are floating around in your head that really don't have anything to do with animating your shot because that's what's usually distracting me and causing me to lose focus. So I'm worried about, um, I wonder if the director likes this shot. I wonder, well, that coworker seems to be doing this so much faster and smoother than I am. And, oh, I keep making mistakes on this. I'm such an idiot. So all those things can start, you know, pulling away your brain power from actually animating. But when you mute those and you remember wow, I just, I get to animate this thing and, and how do I want it to feel and how do I want it to look? And then, you know, you dive in. Um, now you're using most of your brain power to mm-hmm. animate. It's going to be better and faster. So, yeah, I would say confidence is definitely my biggest struggle. So, right. not other big struggles, but yeah, that one's definitely my personal. <laughs> there you go. That's been consistent throughout your career with animation. 
Yes. The thing that I've noticed and I actually started to appreciate it just the last few years is I'm finally getting to the stage where I don't panic as much. It, it doesn't mean that I don't panic, but I panic a lot less because I have faith in myself that I'll get through it. So I, I've been through it so many times that I'm like, you know what? Okay. You know what? You've been here before and you'll get through it. You'll get to the other side and then you'll be fine. And I can take a deep breath. I'm like, all right, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Exactly. It's so that gentle reminder. It's like, oh, hold on. Wait, come back down to zero. Let's calm down. Remind ourselves. Yeah. That's what I do during, during school, during my assignments. It helps yeah. a lot. Um, so that is actually perfect. The advice that you give yourself, you have been an animator for 20 plus years. What's the mm-hmm. best advice you can give to someone just starting and becoming an animator? Okay. This is the, I, this is the advice I give to all especially at the end of class. Um, and it doesn't have anything to do with skills or any of that. It's something that I didn't realize was going to be imperative to this, to that I have to accredit um, a lot of the success of my career to this one skill. And it's like a muscle that I didn't realize I was developing over time, but it's become just invaluable. And what it is, is to be able to revert back to how it felt when I was in school, when mm-hmm. everything was new and it was exciting. And, you know, we would get these assignments and it might be you know, something really kind of mundane or whatnot. You know, the, the assignment was a character walks in, has to climb up a ladder, grab a bucket and fall off the ladder. But I can remember looking at this blank sheet of paper and getting so excited because there were all these things that I could do. All these different ideas were floating in my head. And just that excitement and that enthusiasm. Um, I wasn't worried about, can I do it? Do I know how to do it? I knew I was going to make a mess of it, but it was just that excitement of, all these different ideas of something I could create on this blank sheet of paper. So once you get, you know, into any job, really, um, there's going to be hard days where, yeah, your confidence is down or you get frustrated or there's politics or technical issues or whatever, but they can really sort of bog you down and distract you from being able to animate well. So what I ended up doing was I would just go for a walk and I would put myself back in that student mentality of, you know what? I love what I do. Like, it's just so cool. Like I'm, I get to just animate this shot. They've given me a shot. I'm the only one doing it. I get to create something and it's going to be something unique to me. It's my interpretation of whatever it is that the director wants to see. Um, and it just mutes all that rest of that stuff. So just like I was saying, as far as, you know, getting focused, it completely helps me get focused. Um, you know, if I'm going through burnout or whatever, it, it just helps me get back on track. And then when I sit down at my desk, I'm back to being excited again because now it's just me. I mean, yeah, you've got deadlines and you've got, you know, politics and you've got um, confidence issues or tech issues or whatever, but those get muted. So you just focus on, okay, I'm just going to have fun with this shot. And those shots inevitably uh, are better and faster than they ever would if I just kept muscling through it. So there are people that I've worked with in the past that um, they lost sight of that excitement and that enthusiasm and they kind of let the the other things sort of overtake them. And um, the thing that I saw with it, like incredibly talented animators and they didn't want to animate anymore because it just became too, um, you know, too difficult for them. So this, the skill that I have now that I didn't realize was going to be an invaluable skill is something that I rely, I relied on numerous times. And, um, I always tell students, like, just try to focus on this time when you're learning and you're in school and everything's new and it's exciting. 
and just put yourself in the headspace. Take like a screenshot of it. Remember how this feels. And then revisit whenever you're going through those struggles. Um, it just makes things so much um, so much easier if you're in the right mindset. So. Oh, yeah, I love that. Bring yourself back to student mentality. I will remember that when I become an animator, hopefully. When I'm in shoes one day, I would love that. Um, yeah, thank you so much for that advice. I know it's going to help a lot of animators because I know already I talk to a few students in my class now and they're I'm like, how are you doing on this animation? They're like, horrible. How are you doing? I'm like, horrible as well. But I mean, it's fun. And they're like, no, this isn't that fun. I'm like, no, just, you know, take this advice. Um, it just have fun while you're still in here, you know, screenshot this moment because in the next 10 years where you are going to be, you're going to remember this moment. It's going to help a lot. So yeah. Oh, so amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But thank you so much, Robin Powell. Is there anything you want to say? Any more advice pieces that you would love to give? Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now I'm on the spot. I can't really do anything except, um, yeah, just, just always focus on, on why you're doing what you're doing. So don't let those, you know, the technical issues or the assignments or even, you know, the, you know, the um, um, passing classes and things like that. It's like, just remember that you're doing what you love and you're going at your own rate. We're not in a marathon with each other, you know, or race with each other. But instead, it's um, looking at the big picture and saying, like, if you really, really love what you do, you know, it, it doesn't really matter how as you just you know keep that passion so yeah oh that's well i love it so much and thank you so much robin powell and again thank you for being my mentor i love going to class every tuesday and hearing your stories and just um having you as a mentor with everything that we're doing through these assignments um but thank you so much for being the first interview for this podcast series. we appreciate you over at animation mentoring yeah thank you so much and i hope you have a great rest of your day you too thank you so much Ellie. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Animator's Blueprint. Our heartfelt gratitude goes to Animation Mentor for sponsoring our podcast. To show our appreciation, we invite you to visit animationmentor.com forward slash podcast. Here you can download a complimentary animation ebook. It's packed with valuable insights for animators at every level. It's our gift to you for subscribing. Keep animating your world and we'll see you in the next episode. Stay creative.